This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away 100k. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And finally, NBA is back and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. And to celebrate, we're giving away a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. McTominay, he's at it again! It bubbles beyond a stack to West Fodringham. And Scott McTominay for Manchester United. Well, he's acting like a striker at the moment when he gets these chances in the box. He's the, the first to react. McAtee. Yeah, and a penalty there. Minutes after the boot of McTominay gave them the lead, the hand of Scott McTominay might just have gifted Sheffield United a route back into this one. Ollie McBurney for Sheffield United. Makes no mistake. That's a fabulous penalty given the circumstances. And that's an equalising goal for Sheffield United. 1-1. This is Rashford. Still Rashford deflected. Hoyland! It was a good strong right hand this from the keeper. Brewster almost took it off the toes of McAtee, but Brewster will shoot! That was moving everywhere. McAtee was eased out of the way by Maguire. Well, Sheffield United fans think so. What about that for confidence from Brewster? It really did swerve. Did move coming towards Anana. And have a look at Maguire's challenge here. They got away with one there. Manchester United. Anthony. 
Bruno Fernandes. Here's Rashford. He can't believe he's missed that. Nor can the Manchester United thousands behind that goal. Christian Eriksen. Rashford leaps. He got a blow to the head as he did so. That's Amrabat. That rattles the woodwork. Fabulous hit that was from Sofian Amrabat. And that's not bad either. For keeper, it's not worth diving towards. Lindelof. Dallo. Sets it off well. Oh, sets it off beautifully. What a fabulous goal that is from Diogo Dallo. Delicious from distance from Dallo. Sheffield United 1, Manchester United 2. You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow Bet MUFC on X at Bet MUFC. That's at Bet MUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And the other account is at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. You can also follow me on my other Twitter account. It's the one where I post my monthly PL. The PL spreadsheet for the previous month is always the pinned tweet at the top of that account. That's because I'm a tracked and transparent sports handicapper who has delivered 124, soon to be 125, straight consecutive months of tracked and transparent profit. And the account is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. If you want to do further due diligence, rather than just seeing the previous month, which at the moment was a month of September, which did deliver £2,750 of uh, profit, which is good for just under $3,500, you can see those other spreadsheets at LockBetting.com. Once you do that research, what you'll do is you'll see on the spreadsheets that not only do we make a profit, but we sensibly manage a bankroll so we don't have silly plays out there like five unit or 10 unit maxes, whale plays, player of the year, none of that. It's all sensibly managed, which means betting is accessible for anybody with a disposable income. If you don't have disposable income, don't bet. Don't make a bet where you need to win. It's not going to solve your debts or your problems. But if you want to get involved in a hobby, and you want me to help you make it a profitable hobby, then check out what I'm saying. If you want any further information, just shoot me a DM on my X account at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. So moving on with this edition of BetMUFC, we will take a little look at the game between Galatasaray and Bayern Munich as well, because Man United already need favours in the Champions League, we've made a poor start, have lost our first two games. We were competitive away to Bayern, which was expected that we'd lose that game. But off the start to the season, we have many people were predicting some sort of massacre in that game. That wasn't the case. Man United only lost 4-3. And we're actually the much better team for 90% of the game against Galatasaray and still lost against the run of play. We're still hit with sucker punches, still defended woefully. We've conceded seven goals in our first two games. We probably should have only conceded seven goals at most throughout this entire group stage. So Man United really need to fix up. They come into this game off the back of a win at the weekend against Sheffield United. Scrappy, 
And not that impressive when you consider that Newcastle put eight past them. But we did replicate the same result as Manchester City got. But in Manchester City's instance, at Sheffield United, they were completely dominant from start to finish. Manchester United, again, allowed Sheffield United to take it to us. Got the goal against the runner play. Immediately conceded and allowed them back in. And we've done that constantly this season. Have conceded goals very, very quickly after scoring, namely against Arsenal. So despite the fact that Man United did get three points, there were still a lot of question marks over it. And we come into this game with Copenhagen needing to win. On the injury front, um, Man United are starting to get players back, but we still don't have a left back. And going into this game of Copenhagen, Casemiro is suspended. He missed the weekend game anyway, but returned to Carrington on Monday for training. But that's going to be only for the Manchester derby as he can't play this game due to the red card that he received in the Galatasaray game when Unana played that suicidal ball out which allowed Galatasaray to get a penalty, which they did miss, but still, still won the game. So it's still a very odd start to the season. It's been described as a disaster. Eric Ten Hag has been linked to the sack. But when I look at the table, I do feel that Man United are always the victims of a forced negative narrative and I'm not saying it's been a good start it has been a terrible start we've lost four games out of nine uh, winning five but um, when you look at the table you'll see that Manchester United are one point behind Newcastle and Brighton Newcastle's start has been described as excellent Brighton have been Brighton's manager has been talked about as the next Manchester City manager. Now, I'm not saying that we should be compared to Brighton or even Newcastle. I know they've uh, spent a lot of money, but Manchester United is still a far bigger club. But the narrative about those two teams has been very, very different. Chelsea have been excused for their start, even though they've spent a ton of money. They're three points behind Man United. West Ham have been heavily praised for their start. They're a point behind Man United. So it's only nine games in. Um, And 15 points isn't a strong enough return. But when you factor in that Man United have been victims of the top two worst VAR decisions in the league this season, you could probably um, forgive some of what's happened to United. And in reality, I would say it's fair to say we would have gone on to win the Arsenal game because if Garnacho's goal had stood, Man United would have only needed to hold on for the injury time period to win that game. And you'd have to assume that even United would have been capable of doing that. Suddenly, you deduct three points from Arsenal, which takes them on to 18, and add three points onto United, which puts us on to 18, the table suddenly looks very, very different. And you also have to look at the fact that Man United would have been in a much stronger position to win at Tottenham had we been given the first half penalty that we should have been given because the game would have completely changed with Tottenham chasing it. But let's say Man United would have won the first half and Tottenham would have won the second half. Let's give Man United four additional points. Suddenly that puts us level with Aston Villa, who are another team who've been heavily praised for their start and a point behind Liverpool, who are being said to be title contenders. So It's all about narratives. It depends whether you look at the VR decisions. It depends whether you look at the injuries. But with Man United, it's very much doom and gloom. Is it the manager's fault? Is it the owner's fault? Is this the club in crisis once again? Why can Man United never get back to where they were? 
But um, obviously, as I said, I wouldn't have taken 15 points from nine games if you offered it to me at the start of the season. I think 18 would have been the, the minimum expectation at this point, an average of two points per game. But it is what it is. And we are within touching distance of the top four now, which I think is our most realistic aspiration when it comes to the Premier League. We do need to get a run of form going, but most significantly, we do need some players back because we do need to find some balance. It's impossible to find any balance in chemistry and know how to implement whatever tactics Ten Hag's trying to play when you have all different players on the pitch every single week. So we very much need to establish a balance and establish back four, which would obviously benefit Andre and Nana massively, an established front line that all know how to work together and an established midfield who know what each other are doing, who know if they want to or when they want to play as two sixes and as two eights. So before we move on to listening to what Eric Ten Hag has to say, along with Diego Dallo, who joined him in the interview off the back of scoring that great winner against Sheffield United at the weekend, let me take this quick pause to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just announced or introduced Scorchers. Go five for five in Pickham Scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. 10K Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win 10K each. When you sign up with a promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy and the promo code SGPN. Let me also tell you guys about the NBA Underdog Contest. The NBA is back and to celebrate, we're giving away a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgoundedpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing NBA underdog using our promo code SGPN and one random winner will get a NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgoundedpodcast.com slash NBA dog. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. James, Eric, um, obviously a disappointing result against Galatasaray, but one of the positives from that game was Rasmus is Hoyland's performance scored two excellent goals very different goals up against his former club uh, tomorrow do you do, do you feel that that game offered a glimpse of that sort of the, the real potential he has and, and they're the sort of moments to sort of whet the appetite and ex- excite United fans about what might come in the years ahead from him yeah so first of all we um we have to work on our routines. It's not so long. Eh? He was he misses preseason. He misses the first four games. But I think from the moment um, he came in, he gave the team um, a lot. And but when the routines, so when the combination, when the cooperation will be better, uh, I think uh, that split moment will give him uh, yeah more uh, time and make better decisions and uh, to score more goals. But I think yeah, um, the goals uh, you reference on against uh, Kalatasaray were definitely two uh, yeah, brilliant goals and as well also also the one in Munich um, but I think uh, he's a player he will be always in scoring positions in our team and uh, yeah I, I'm sure I'm confident uh, 
as well as for uh, Marcus Rashford, same. Uh, they were always, in every game, when we do, as a team, do what we have to do, they will be always uh, in scoring positions, and then it's about the finishing. And yeah, I think you, when you analyze all the games so far, we have seen that, yeah. that they are in scoring positions. Uh, okay, one from the Danish media. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's a question for uh, Mr. Tanak. Um, Christian Eriksen hasn't uh, started a game since the 20th uh, September, um, and against Sheffield United, he he started uh, he started out on the bench, even though uh, Casemiro was uh, was out with an injury. Eric, how far is he from the team, and is he just not good enough at the moment to start a game? Oh, definitely, but he's he's. Yeah. He take part in every game, and you see his importance uh, when he's on the pitch, and then he has a big influence uh, on our, our on our team um, uh, by creating. And uh, it's um, it's a great player, he's a brilliant player, and he's very important for our squad. And, and just to sum up, and, and just the reason why he's not starting then? Oh, we have many good players. Oh, we don't have a squad with 11. Oh, we have um, a squad where it's internal competition. And uh, in in the back, oh, we have some struggle uh, to, to line up. We don't have so many m- numbers, but in the midfield department, uh, there's a huge competition uh, internal uh, in, in our squad. Thank you. Uh, Rob, um, Bill, Diogo, um, you obviously won the last two games. Um, I just w- wonder what the sense within the squad was about the start of the season so far and whether you think that um, it's, it's been a bit of a turning point in these last two games. Yeah, I mean, I think every, every game for us is a, it's an opportunity to show that uh, we want to build uh, confidence, we want to build momentum. Obviously, when you win games... Um, it's easier to to get that confidence, um, and we have shown that uh, in these games when you probably don't play uh, the way that that you would like to play, you have to find a way to win. And and I think we've shown that uh, we have that quality. We have we have fantastic players that can that can show up uh, and turn up and 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 give us uh, what we need to win games. Uh, and I think we have to use this this these wins to to build this momentum and build this confidence for for the next. Game. Uh, Jeremy at the back. Would, would it be a really fitting tribute to Sir Bobby for the tip from the team to, to actually win this game tomorrow night, given it's the first one at home since since he passed away? I, I didn't uh, the first part of your question. Would, would the perfect tribute to Bobby be for the team to actually win the game tomorrow night? Uh, definitely. Huh? And is uh, first we want to win and to tribute um, Sir Bobby Charlton, but also also you want all always to do that in a certain way and that is what we are aiming for but yeah uh, but it's not always possible and in football uh, sometimes you don't play that well but then still you have to find a way to win and so I was happy Saturday that um, yeah, we could show tribute by a win but also the way we scored that second goal Another Danish question? Yeah, another question from, from Denmark. Erik uh, Rasmus Harlan, he plays against his uh, former club tomorrow. Do you sense on Rasmus that this is going to be a special uh, match for him? Ah, <laughs> you don't. Um, when you have a little bit um, uh, so empathetic um, ability, then you know it's a special game for him. Oh, uh, he grew up there in this club. And then you know uh, he will be highly motivated. But um, yeah, that's for me, 
for the team, but especially of course for him to to send that in the right direction. So not much to take from that. Lots of stuff there about Bobby Charlton. Obviously, it is important to win, but a strong victory, the manner of the victory would be important as well. And a lot of people are expecting Man United to sweep Copenhagen aside and get back on track. But that hasn't happened so far in the group. They were 2-0 up against Galatasaray and sort of semi-collapsed and allowed Galatasaray to get a point from that game. And then they were very competitive against Bayern Munich. They were winning at home before again having a mini-collapse and losing 2-1. But they were winning against Bayern Munich. The line for that was Bayern Munich minus two, which I immediately said was too much when I covered that game because I knew this team had been competitive and would especially be competitive at home. So it's going to be difficult for United to pick up six points from these games, particularly um, away from home in Denmark. But if they don't win this game tomorrow against Copenhagen, as far as I'm concerned, they are out of the Champions League and they are clinging on for a Europa League spot. So it definitely is a must win. It needs to be a game that Man United first win. But if you're looking at the Bobby Charlton stuff, a stylistic victory would be good on a day where we will be remembering him at Old Trafford. Um, There isn't too much time, well, there's no time, in fact, to look at the Jim Ratcliffe situation because we're actually trying to cover two games on the other side of this because the Galatasaray-Bayern Munich game is relevant to us as well. So we're going to postpone that, shelve that, move that to the next episode and look at these two games. Before we do that, let me quickly take a pause to tell you guys about Hall of Fame bets. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hrfbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. With over 2,300 hotels across the US and Canada, Best Western is perfect for our annual spring hiking trip. It feels a little like... Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Twenty-one plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Ten dollars first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. So let's have a look. Firstly, at the game against Galatasaray, where Bayern Munich are the two to five favorites to do Man United a favor here. It's Seventeen to four on the draw. And it's 6-1 to one here on Galatasaray. 
I think we could get that favour from Bayern Munich. Galatasaray have been very strong in the league, have won every single game but one. They've drawn one and won eight. And they're still second in the league. So there's a real title race in Turkey between themselves and Fenerbahce. They've won all nine games. A 100% record for them. But a strong start in the league, which will give them confidence. But in the Champions League, they haven't looked great. They were 2-0 down against Copenhagen and clawed their way back to get a point. And they definitely won the game at Old Trafford against the run of play. Now, Bayern Munich, they are susceptible to conceding silly goals as well. But they are also more clinical. And I can see them going to Galatasaray winning this game and putting themselves in a position to win the group as early as possible. So for that reason, I am going to take Bayern Munich to win the game. And I'm also going to chuck on over two and a half goals. You can chuck on BTTS, which does give you a bigger prize. But I do want to give myself that cover just in case by me that do keep a rare clean sheet, which sometimes they do in the Champions League. And uh, just pick this team off against the uh, on the counter-attack as, as Galatasaray come out and chase the game after going a goal down, if that is how the game script plays out. Bayern Munich are unbeaten in the last 11 matches across all competitions, but they have conceded in seven of their previous 10. Galatasaray, they have found the back of the net in each of their last 13 competitive fixtures. So they should certainly be good enough to make a contribution here in this game. Bayern Munich to win with over 2.5 goals tacked on gives us a solid price here of 10 to 11 minus 110. So that's going to be the selection for that game with Bayern Munich doing United the favour. We want Bayern Munich now to go on and win the group comfortably and to take points of Copenhagen and from Bayern Munich, which is definitely not a position that a club like United should be in. But unfortunately, that is the case. United... For their game, they are the one to three favourites to beat Copenhagen. It's 19 to four on the draw, and it's eight to one here on Copenhagen. I'm probably going to look at the same bet here for this game as um, Man United. They want to look impressive because um, they've already lost two games in this group. But their two games have produced a lot of goals. Five games in the game against Galatasaray, seven against Bayern Munich. So 12 goals in the Man United games. Copenhagen as well, they have seen three goals in their Bayern Munich game and four against Galatasaray. So this is a game that is delivering a lot of goals. And it's hard to see Man United keeping a clean sheet here in this game. United have kept just two clean sheets across the last 11 matches and they've gone four straight games without a clean sheet. The visitors have scored in 14 of their 15 matches and they've opened the scoring actually against both Bayern Munich and Galatasaray in this group. So wouldn't entirely surprise me. It would be very typical if United found themselves a goal down in this game, needed to come back again. But ultimately... I do think we'll find a way to get it done. But we're going to take the same play as the first game. It's going to be Man United to win with over two and a half goals tacked on as our selection. And that one is available at the price of five to six minus 120. That's it for me and this edition of BetMUFC. Good luck of all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.